listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 12 on Ed Reach. This is Ed Gamer. Ed Gamer is part of the Ed Reach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. That was my Jerry voice, just to let yeah, you know that. Was this show <laughs> that was pretty good. I've been practicing. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within our, the classroom. I am Zach, and my guest this week is Lucas Gillespie. Woo! Returning Yay. guest. All right, you're, hey, you are the first returning guest. Oh, awesome. I'm yeah, so honored. I know you feel special. So, Lucas, <laughs> give us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm Lucas Gillespie. I'm the Instructional Technology Coordinator for Pender County Schools, Southeastern North Carolina. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. So, uh, just a little update on certain things. It's the end of the school year. Uh, hey. I, yay. And, well... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm teaching about six weeks this summer. So. Oh, I'm a 12-month employee, but I yeah, just know yeah. everybody else is, yay. So hey, I'll cheer for them. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but Jerry is is just being kicked in the katush. He's, uh, there's just too much going on and, and, and for all of us, really. But it just didn't work out this week. So that's two weeks in a row. Hang so in we're there, dock, Jerry. We're docking his pay. Aw. It's it's but when you when you're free you know <laughs> what do you what do you do you take nothing from oh, yeah there you go so um, but so we miss you Jerry and uh, we'll get you back on hopefully next week so I went through my rolodex of of <laughs> you know Ed Gamer guests and and such and one that one of the first ones that came to mind was Lucas and uh, so we brought Lucas on tonight just to try to see where he's at and just a little. Uh, uh, information. I, I don't know which one it was, Lucas, but um, a few podcasts ago, we talked about World of Warcraft in the classroom. Yeah. And we're quite impressed and just excited and giddy about the whole prospect of trying to bring World of Warcraft into a school. So I guess tonight we just see how that's going. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of talk about another uh, topic that uh, we'll be seeing each other, I'm guessing, in August a lot through 3D Game Lab, which is... Oh, certain- yeah. So excited about that project. And uh, just in about, I'd say, five or six-minute time, we came up with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games <laughs> that we can talk about to put on your radar screens, uh, listeners, and so you can look at and maybe use them in your classroom or just for fun, just for plain fun and enjoyment. That's right. Educators need to just play too, right? We have to. That's we, right. Uh, you know, it's not all work. You've got to play too. Well, you, you keep in mind too, um, and uh, there's a really good TED talk on the on the subject of play. And work is not the opposite of play. The opposite of work is depression. But that was, <laughs> and, and that's so true. Um, it is. Yeah. And, uh, it is. It's all the, depending <laughs> on the definition. Yes, right? exactly. all depending on definition. So, as I, I don't know if it was Gallagher, I'm going to date myself. You know, what's the opposite of progress? I don't know. Congress. <laughs> well, isn't that true? And you like that one? I do. That's, 
you get politics on Ed Gamer too. Okay, hey, so that's right. <laughs> so let's start off with uh, update on World of Warcraft and what's going on within your district. Uh, kind of give us an update of where you're at. Sure, and um, I, I thank goodness for Google and the internet knowing more than I do. Um, <laughs> Stuart Brown, uh, check out his talk on uh, on TED about uh, play and the importance of play. Yeah, really good talk. I put that in the notes. Yeah. Um, okay, so World of Warcraft, where are we? Um, we are kind of uh, wrapping up. We have the students are currently working on their machinima projects. And for those of you who don't know what machinima okay. is, explain that. Yeah, it's um, machinima is is a term that was kind of created uh, a mashup between machine and cinema, and um, basically it's it's the idea of using game based footage or game based um, video to put together and tell stories. It's a digital storytelling medium, and it is, um, it's great fun. So basically, you just record video from your favorite game, uh, everything from Halo to World of Warcraft. Uh, I've seen it used in, in lots of different games. And then you, you edit it together and either dub your own audio over it or make music videos or whatever it is you want to tell whatever story you want. There's some quite really good machinima out there oh yeah and whether it's serious because i've seen some really serious ones or just ultimate h- hilariousness <laughs> i just made up a word didn't i hilarious hilariousness hey that's yeah, cool. i think i just made it up but everybody knows what i'm talking about there so it's quite funny so one thing that just popped in my head because i was looking at this one day just trying to find out what the best way of doing this what do you use to record your gameplay video mm-hmm. yeah that's a good question so we're on um our kids are playing World of Warcraft on PCs, and um, on the PC, we are. There's, you have a couple of options. Um, the best option um, that we have found so far is Fraps, um, and Fraps is was originally created uh, as a benchmarking tool um, to kind of measure the performance of your of your gaming system. Frames per second. Mm-hmm, and but it'll also capture um, video. So you can use it for that purpose. And there's an older version of Fraps that's out there, and we, we originally started with that one, but it wasn't recording high enough resolution. Um, so we, we're looking at the demo version right now, and we might look at inv- investing in it, but you know, that's still up in the air. If you're playing WoW on a, on a Mac, um, the, the, World of Warcraft, the version of World of Warcraft that's on a Mac includes that, that screen capture as a function. Um, so I wish they had that for the PC, but they don't. What's up with that? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what the if, what the design decision. Another thing that, that Mac is. has better. <laughs> I yeah. guess um, uh, there are other options out there. Um, Cam Studio is a free version, um, and uh, it does fairly well. It it's, um, doesn't give you quite the frame rate, in my experiences, that World of Warcraft will give you, and and we want. I mean. That I'm sorry, that Fraps will give you. Um, and there are some other ones out there, so um, if your listeners out there have some good suggestions, maybe they could add that in the comments yeah, for this session. Throw that out. I'm always looking for um, alternatives, especially free alternatives. Do, do, now, I could totally see that as a way. So how are you using Machinima? Yeah, well, the, what we decided to do, because we decided – you know, when we started putting this course together, that Machinima was going to be one of the projects that the students were involved in. We wanted them to experience that, not only for the opportunity to tell a story, which we think is a real important um, thing to learn about in language arts, but also as a um, 
as a way of learning digital skills like you know capture and editing of video and that, that sort of thing, audio dubbing and uh, etc. So um, what we're doing with this project actually um, to kind of inspire them and to switch it up a little bit, we gave them um, we passed around a hat and had them draw out story elements. And so they drew out um, a setting, um, a particular type of character. Um, or, or a character with a certain kind of trait, and then a couple of random objects. And we just said, do what you, you know, make whatever kind of, of video you want, um, but it has to incorporate these components in it. And we had like silly things and serious things. It was kind of funny. Um, you know, like a, we came up, one of the things that um, Craig Lawson, the teacher that I'm working with, came up with was a dendrophobic um, <laughs> a night elf. So a night elf who's scared of trees. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and and then, you know, a chicken it was one of the random objects. So somewhere or another you have to incorporate a chicken in, into your video. So they kind of – it's almost like a improv-type format. So they had to draw yeah. these things. And then they um, they spent the last week or so putting together their storyboard. So we talked about storyboarding um, and about camera angles and shots. So we looked at some really good World of Warcraft machinima that's already out. Um, online, and we talked about the number of shots that were there and the way that they uh, composed their shots, and then had them draw up their storyboards. And starting next week, I guess they'll really get into the the whole capturing of their footage part and then start editing. So really That's, excited about that. That is that is <laughs> my mind's racing with it's different cool. ideas because we just finished, uh, just gave my final assessment. Except the kids are going to create a project mm-hmm. after that. For uh, we read Fellowship of the Ring, oh, so awesome. yeah, so they have to create a project. Uh, kind of, it's summarizing what this, you know, what the story was. So mm-hmm. I have kids from. I have one kid that can rap. Awesome. <laughs> really, I am really excited about having him. He did a rap for. I don't know if it was Egypt or mm-hmm. Greece. He did one that was just knock your socks off, like amazing. So I'm really excited about having him do, you know. Oh, tell him to post it online. Yeah, we, oh, we, we, we want to watch a Lord of the Rings rap anytime. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to, you know, photo story to PowerPoint, mm-hmm. you know, just the basic, you know, I, I feel bad in some respects, you know, because we're running out of time. School year's ending, but mm-hmm. I want them to be able to create something or create their own videos. I've, I've done that in the past, and that's mm-hmm. that's a lot of fun. But this gives a different, little different angle using Machinima. So that, now, Fraps. So if I played, because there's several Lord of the Rings games out there. Oh yeah, like Lord of the Rings so, Online would be great. Yeah, so you know you could do something like that. So Fraps works on most games mm-hmm. or all games. Yeah, as okay. far as I know. Um, and it's it's very simply a matter of um, you know start you know one button starts the recording and the same button stops the recording and it just saves AVI files in a particular file. Um, okay. On the and then what are you using to uh, on the PC? What are you using to? Uh, edit? Well, I, I guess we're going to use um, Windows Movie Maker, Windows Live Movie Maker, yeah. 2011. Um, not as full featured as I would like. We we right. may have the kids. Um, Port, you know, you take their files over and, and use <laughs> one of the Macs and use iMovie. Yeah. That's what yeah. we have. If, if we can pull that off, we'll do that. We had hoped um, to have a couple, a few iPod two, um, iPad twos in the classroom to be able to do some of this and and or make some student made documentaries about what were go- what was going on. But the supply issues that they're having with those have pushed our ship date back to the point where I don't know if that's going to be possible or not. So we'll definitely now, have that next year. Now you're talking about editing using. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
iMovie within the with the iPad 2? Mm-hmm. You think yes. it's going to be full-featured enough to, to be able to do that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, everything I've, I'm hearing and seeing about it um, indicates that it'll, it'll be suitable for, for student projects. Wow. Um, in fact, there's, um, there's some online um, you know, series-type film, but it's a completely online. And one of their episodes that they did, uh, and I saw this came out over Twitter, was, done, was shot and edited completely using iOS devices. Um, so they shot in with the, both their um, iPhones and uh, and the iPad two, and then edited it um, all on the iPad two, and then wow, and then publish it. Hey, and, and, and it looked de- great. And a new device out there is it Seagate? They're doing a Bluetooth wireless storage device for yeah. iOS. Yeah, I, I mean so that could be interesting. That for really, me. yeah, that that could be huge. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see like what transfer rates and, and yeah. how that would all work. But Bluetooth, but yeah, you, hey. you wonder. It's it's better than what's there now. Yeah, if it if it works, it works. Now for PC, to you know, uh, Windows Live Movie Maker does you know fairly well. I mean, it mm-hmm. does what it needs to do, and that's fine. Uh, school uses my school uses uh, Sony Vegas. Right, right. And that's that's pretty good. And then one I used a while back, which I thought was very similar to iMovie, was Adobe um, uh, Premiere Elements. Mm-hmm. And they have a great educational price for the actually Photoshop elements and Premiere elements. It's like a hundred dollars, maybe even less than that for the two programs. Well, that's not bad. Um, it, it, that was that was fairly nice. I, I liked how I was able to edit because, it, like I said, it was very similar to to iMovie. So mm-hmm. those are some things out there. But you got me thinking about next year. Well, you know, Machinima is a is a is a just a awesome. Pl- uh, sort of medium for um, student projects and especially if you you know if you want to if you're willing to be open-ended about it give students um, just the option in your projects you know, and if you have sort of an open-ended project where they need to just to produce something and make machinima one of the options use your favorite video game to relay your understanding of a particular concept um, and they'd have a blast yeah oh they would and then, then having a, a student film festival at the at the close to showcase yep. everyone's work, um, that's something that that I would I'm, I'm looking forward to. I can't wait till the day that we sit down um, here at the, near the end of school and we just watch each other's videos and have some that's... popcorn, <laughs> take some Mountain Dew, and then send them home. Oh yeah, send them home. <laughs> uh, why is my kid wired and bouncing off the wall? It has nothing to do with the Mountain oh, Dew uh, and candy that we excited about learning. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. Okay, so uh, curriculum. Uh, mm-hmm. you've done some curriculum development for right. World of Warcraft, and what's going on there? Well, um, you know, Craig Lawson and I um, have been working really hard and giving up a lot of Saturdays, but um, it, it's worth it. We're um, we're almost to the end of our um, curriculum development. We're putting together a 36 quest um, course and develop, developing it completely in Moodle. So it'll be it would be enough material to get you through a full year. Uh, of using World wow. of Warcraft with language arts. Um, and you, now, are you taking these with the Common Core? Are yes. You using? Yeah, yeah. Everything's going to be aligned to Common Core because um, we, you know, there's a big push in North Carolina um, oh, yeah. and really around the the nation, everywhere. Um, yeah, to to move in that direction. So uh, we've we're taking each of the quests and that we're developing and um, aligning it to um, the appropriate Common Core standards. And we really think that you know you could. With a little tweaking, you could actually use 
this this whole course could supplant a, a standard language arts course. Um, That's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it would you know you need to go in and tweak a couple things here and there to to you know maybe there's some areas where we don't address it enough, but you know, it, it pretty much hits on everything. Every and each product. and each school district, you know, has their you know okay, we have state standards or Common Core standards, but mm-hmm. districts have certain. Um, Areas that you they want you to be accountable for, so you'd have to adjust for those too. Yeah. So how do you? I mean, do you have to? Are they character specific quests, or is, is it just generic? Doesn't matter. Uh, generic. Yeah. So um, I, I can't remember how much we talked about in the last time I was here, so I, I, I apologize for any overlap. But no um, you know, basically the the general theme or the the, over, the overarching theme of this is the hero's journey, and so um, we are looking at the play or the the students, the our learners as heroes, and we refer to them as heroes throughout the course. Um, and so as they develop their World of Warcraft character and they they embark on their journey, um, they're they're looking at it through that lens of of the hero's journey, that sort of universal archetype that that it's a you know, present in, in so many books and literature and movies and, and that sort of thing. And this, this kind of journey that all heroes go on. And, um, so with that, as they, they, they look at their path as a, as a hero, as they progress, then they're also reading the Hobbit, um, by Tolkien. And so they're looking at, that's Bilbo. a horrible book. <laughs> horrible. No. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, I'm a Tolkin fan, so yeah. yeah. Like, oh, yeah that's rough. some listeners there. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, no, no I know. So, um, so they're looking at Bilbo's journey as a hero, and um, and so they're making parallels between those two things as they go on. So that's the big theme of it. But, you know, there's a lot of um, digital media production type um, projects that are interdispersed throughout and everything ties back to the game in some way or another so it's either i mean there there are quests um in there and 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 we use the word quest instead of assignment uh, just because we're we've really trying to make an effort to get away from um you know sort of the the ideas of school and all the trappings uh, and preconceived notions that come with that idea so we're we're, we've really tried to break away from that so um, we don't have assignments; we have quests, and students um, partake, you know, in different challenges related and as part of each quest. There's different challenges, and so that might be um, having them go in, um, do five quests, and look at the 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 writing that's a part of that quest, and then come back and write your own quest. Um, have objectives in it, and this has to be something that's doable in the game. And then they'll go into the game and challenge one of their um, fellow heroes, their classmates, to complete their quest. And so that that's the kind of assignments that we do. Uh, um, and you're working on multiple levels of blooms. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it, you're you're completing <laughs> it, but now it's full circle by having them create their own. Mm-hmm. And so, do you have them when they create that? Do the, do you have them understanding what the what to look for, like the common core or which areas of learning? Um, we talk about it a little bit, but we're more ninja like in our approach <laughs> with that sort of thing. Because <laughs> we, you know, we don't, we just, we really don't want this to be overly schoolish, right? You know, and, and, and it's, you know. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with school, but but there's just 
there's a lot of, of things that, that come along with that that, um, that I think affect our learners, and, and we're, we're just trying to avoid some of that. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of we're call, we're doing the same things. We're just calling it different stuff and right being and it, tricky. And that's yeah, and that and that's not that's good. I like that, mm-hmm. you know. And it's one thing that I've kind of worked with is with the state standards and the Comic Core. I, I've created my own themes or uh, or categories for uh, you know the standards, and I put them in simpler terms. Mm-hmm. So I kind of I, I guess that's a ninja. So I'm, yeah. you know, ninjifying, you know, some of that. And, you know, Ninja I think educators. if you could do that, yeah, because, you know, I break down soul studies into uh, into culture, civics, people, and geography. And then under those different themes, I have different categories. So whether it's economic or science and math, so, you know, it fits into certain areas. So that's one way that I try to simplify it for the students to have them focus on a – um, a certain goal. So if you're creating something, you know, I might tell the students and say, okay, what's your focus on this? What's what's the purpose of creating this quest? And then they don't have to go down and say, well, uh, this is standard 15.1-A.2, uh, you know, and no, I don't, I don't care about that. That's not what I'm worried about. Are, are you focusing for social studies? Are you focusing on, you know, science and math? Are you focusing on geography? Are you focusing on different types of people or is it economic? What are you, what are you focusing on there? So yeah. just a, just a thought to throw out there, but it's mm-hmm. just, it's getting them to understand some of the, having them see what we do. I don't think is bad either. No, it does I don't think so either. Higher level mm, I agree. Of, of understanding. So, and, and that's one of the things that we got. We we you know we need to not you know be afraid of is is having kids um, really thinking about their thinking. You know, being that you know metacognitive strategies and things yes. like that, and and understanding why we do the purpose behind the things that we do. And and as yeah. we've developed the course, um, you know we're. We always, for each quest, we have an overview that kind of sets the backstory, talks a little bit about um, what they're going to be learning in that quest, and and outlines very basically the the challenges for that particular quest. Um, you know, so we we're not very overt in aligning those to state standards. We have each of those, you know, in each quest, um, but they're they're hidden. They're like in the and then they're along with the instructor sneaky. notes. Yep, yeah. sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that kind of gets us to our our next topic, which we are excited about. Yes, and we are. I think I, if it goes the way I want it to go and the way you want it to go, could be a game changer. Would you yes. agree? Uh, yes, literally. <laughs> it, 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 re- literally, yeah. And that's 3D Game Lab, which I had Chris Haskell on um, a couple weeks ago, but posted this past you know uh, weekend about 3D Game Lab and uh, through Boise State University. So what are your thoughts on this? I know they just had a webinar this past Tuesday, which yeah. unfortunately I was not able to make on one of the busiest days of the school year for me, awards night, awards night and many other things going on. But um, very cool, and we'll have to find out. But that Adobe Connect, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm wondering if we could just drop that into the show notes. So Oh, yeah. I think yeah, that might archive, be a good thing. I think the archive is out there, right? You have the link. To it that. is. I had the yeah. link. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. G- give me. I guess just give me your thoughts and how this will impact what you do uh, next year. Yeah. Well, first off, <laughs> Chris Haskell and Lisa Dolly are amazing. Um, they they have yes. they're doing incredible work out there uh, at Boise State, and um, 
I'm just excited because it's funny when when people have similar ideas and and kind of almost independently. I mean, I I'm not taking I don't take credit for a lot of my ideas. I, I basically just have, have picked up little bits and pieces of what other people are doing and have kind yep. of put them in my own project. And a lot of the things that we have attempted to do with WoW in school in our Moodle. Um, you know, as far as this idea of gamification of the course, you know, adding this game-like element, this game-like layer to the things that we're doing, um, a lot of those things um, have are are going to come about through 3D Game Lab, and 3D Game Lab is going to support those on, from a technical side, and and that's something we wanted to happen um, with the the Wild School Moodle, and and just it's just been a a bear. You know, to get it to happen, um, and I it's it round peg square hole. Yeah, yeah. You know, for example, the idea of using experience points instead of grades. Um, that was one of our early decisions. We said we want to get away from that. We don't want to use grades. Let's use experience points and take a mastery based approach, and um, give students as many times they want to. Um, you know, to try to re- repeat, resubmit, earn more experience points for a particular quest, they can do that. Um, after they earn X number of experience points, they'll go to level one, level two, level three, etc. And then, you know, eventually the the system's going to force us back into the the old way of doing things. So we'll assign a grade to it at some point later, but we're not really concerned about that. And we told the kids not to worry about it. You know, for right. all we, for as, as far as we're concerned, they all start out with A's and they don't have to worry about it. That's been an interesting. Um, <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's been very liberating for us and them. Yeah. Um, and um, so I think 3D Game Lab is is going to provide the technical back end to make that possible and easy and and user friendly. That's what I I'm think, excited about. I think we might need to back up because yeah. you know hopefully everybody's listened to last week's. It was a long one, but it, it, there was so much information. Oh, it was good. It was and good. Uh, it was just like it was it was very it was overwhelming because it's still. I'm still I'm very visual. I need to see some things, and that's where that Adobe Connect was nice because I saw more more screenshots and active active use of the program. But can you kind of give us a definition of what 3D Game Lab is? Yes. In your best words. Yeah, in my best words. <laughs> and, and and you're still and, wrapping around it too. <laughs> I am, and and forgive me, Chris and Lisa, if if I butcher this. Um, but the my take on what 3D Game Lab is it is that it is um a sort of learning management system, uh, an online sort of, uh, I, I, I dare not say like Blackboard or Moodle, but that's the closest thing I can, right. you know, align it to. But, much um, better. but But so much better in the sense that it allows for, um, it really augments and supports an idea of quest-based learning. Um, this idea that we look at, um, in the instructional process as a quest um, or the learning process as a quest for students uh, and the op- option of giving them um, choice, giving learners choice in what they do. Um, I, I kind of like, I, and I, I think I mentioned to Chris, I kind of like it how you're climbing the mountain because mm-hmm. you're, you're building building up to mastery yes. uh, rather than being thrown down, thrown down the cliff or thrown exactly. down the mountain. Uh, because you start off with an, you know, you start off at 100, percent but you're always striving just to stay afloat. And just as a game, you build up. Oh, I'm level one. I'm level two. I'm level three. You, yeah. you're, 
going up, you're building that confidence and those levels and experience rather than just trying to stay afloat. You know, I loved how Chris put it <laughs> that, you know, in a typical grade-based course that it, it, we all start out perfect and then it's just a matter of stimming the flow of blood. You know, that, that, <laughs> it's, it's, that, is, that was yep. well put. <laughs> yes. And, yes. and it is. It's that constant, like, we, we're constantly trying not to make less than 100 and keeping our grade at a certain point. And, and that's so true. And, and why do we do it that way? You know, why did we ever start doing it that way? I, I guess it's been done that way. And you just, just follow along with what everybody else has done. Well, it's time to change. Um, I'm with you. I, I think, I think this, this, tool, this can be a, a really good tool for making that happen too. So, um, yeah, so I, I love the, the aspect that it allows, um, that it's going to allow me as a, as an instructor to pick a particular topic that I want to teach, a particular concept, goal, what have you, and choose from um, a whole library of, of quests that have been developed by educators. Um, they're all tagged um, and tagged by um, Common Core Standard and Topic and all searchable. So I can go through, and, and they're going to be rated too by um, – by users, by students. So then I could go in and say, well, um, I want to, I want to do a lesson that involves blogging. And so then I can go out there and, and do a search for blog and, and then look for the highest rated le- uh, quest that involves blogging, you know, take a look at that, see if it's something I want to use and, and then incorporate it into my own course. It's genius. Yep. And, and, and <laughs> I guess Lisa calls it, she wants to make it the Facebook of, Education content, yeah, and I guess Chris says uh, like the YouTube, yeah. I, I I really, it almost, it almost seems much more. It it, it does, and I'm thinking like, why has no one done this before? And and, and right. awesome that they are doing it. It's because I think it's going to be awesome. Um, and and everything then becomes a mastery based approach. Um, mm-hmm. because you you set your basically essentially you set you know your your goals, and so I want every every student needs to be level five, level ten, uh, level fifteen, or whatever um, by the end of the course, and yeah. um, and then they they go about choosing um, the particular quest items that they want to complete, and the system is is smart in the sense that um, if a student has has done a lot of goal one but has hasn't done a lot of goal three, then it will start. Pushing them to take on those goal three quests, just like a game. Them options. How cool is that? Because that's yeah. exactly how games work. World of Warcraft yep. works that way. Oh yeah, we're um, not, not going to offer and, you these and, other quests. And eleven, you know, eleven plus million people pay fifteen dollars a month to play that. They yeah. obviously are on to something. They're yeah, definitely. So it's teacher created, mm-hmm. uh, student created. Yeah, that's another exciting thing. That's another exciting feature. Uh, and then also, you know, it's as a teacher, I can create my own or I can find other quests out there that I I might like and use those. Can even I can even edit those, correct? Sure. I can edit yeah, them so, to so make it doing, whatever I want. Yeah, Creative Commons attribution license sounds like is the, yeah. the format that they're going to take. So um, if I go out and create a quest about – um, using World of Warcraft in a certain way, and, and someone else wants to use that, then they can take it, modify it, do whatever they want to um, with it, and they just all they all that they ask is that you um, leave my name in as the creator. 
I, yep. I think it's beautiful. I, I thoroughly. <laughs> and we as teachers can compete because uh, if we have more people using our quests, then we can raise our levels. Or yeah. if people really like our quests, uh, we can raise levels. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I really think this is going to change some things. And I'm really working hard to try to figure out a way to, to get some computers in my classroom yeah. uh, for next year. You know, I'm just, I'm just trying to get <laughs> my principal. I don't know if he's going to listen or not, but you know, just trying to get 10 computers in my classroom. That's all I want. That's all I need. And I can make that work and yeah. where the kids can interact and, and be involved with this. So I'm going to be able to have my whole team uh, of students on this. And uh, it's, I'm, I, I've showed a little bit to the students I have this year, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "So we're going to have this next year?" I'm like, <laughs> um, "No, guys, I'm sorry." <laughs> they're just like, uh, one kid was like, "Well, I'm, I'm going to be held back just so I can, <laughs> yeah, yeah guess, just, just so can I can I do this." Grade just so yeah. I can do. This? <laughs> wow. So, uh, but you know, I think once teachers start seeing it, I've been spreading the word through my school. I think mm-hmm. once teachers start seeing it, seeing it in use. And then once, eventually, after it gets out of beta, then it'll be for free, and everybody can have access to it. That's that's going to be huge. Oh, that's going to be big. Open so we're excited. So we'll have links on the on the show notes, and just kind of uh, to give some more information. Mm-hmm. And, and there, those... they are running that that summer camp, um, right? And for that's for teachers, and it's going to start in August, and I think it's a three week camp, I believe. Yeah. Um, and if you are interested as a as an educator and you're interested in getting involved, um, coming on board and and taking and developing your own quests, and um, and then I think getting some advanced access beta access to the tool to use with your own students, um, then there's still some slots. Um, come sign up for yep. uh, for the camp. And we'll put the like I said, I'll put the link in there. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm really surprised about is that it. it and yeah, it's kind of a gamification, like you have the notes here, gamification of education. But you don't really have to, you don't have to play games in order to use it. Mm-mm. You can no, do other activities. It's it's the quest base. So it's amazing. All these people are out there that have signed up and they're putting messages on the guild, uh, the guilds, guild boards, uh, message boards. They, uh, I'm not a gamer. I really, you know, they're really concerned and, and, People are coming on saying, don't worry, you don't have to be. <laughs> you don't have yeah. to be. But uh, they, they're all very excited about being involved in it. So it's you're getting all types of people uh, getting into this. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's that idea of gamification is is getting a lot of steam. And, and, you know, there's some skeptics out there, and I think it's a healthy level of skepticism. We, we need to approach that concept carefully. Um, but... I think the idea, as they're implementing it here um, with with 3D Game Lab, and the, you know, the fact that no, it doesn't necessarily mean that video games are a part of your instruction, but it's this, it's just a different approach to um, instruction that really values mastery-based learning, uh, learner choice, um, and, and that sort of thing. I I think it's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it's exciting. So I'm sure we'll be talking about this more. Oh yeah, down the road. So, um, you know, something I've been wanting to do for a while, and I think we're going to be throwing a lot of them here. We can kind of buzz through them uh, fairly quickly. But uh, games, games that are out there, games that are coming out, 
games that we are excited about. Uh, and, you know, these are basically video games or console games. But uh, we've got a list here of, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games that we are excited about. And uh, why don't you start us off there because you got you have the first one, Lucas. Mm, yeah. Well, this is something that um, I've heard about for for a little while now, but it looks like it's it's pretty mature now, and um, there's a lot of folks using it. Um, but it's called GameStar Mechanic, and um, it basically it, it's a tool that allows students to create their own video games. Um, it is there's a free and a paid version, but the free version seems very robust. Um, I played around with it. Um, a lot. It, it was used in the um, the STEM video game challenge, and, and I'll have to go and look that link up uh, to share it. But um, it was used as a tool um, for kids to design their own games. Not heavy on the programming side, but more emphasis on the design side of games, which is really neat. Um, so um, definitely recommend that folks take a look at that. Um, it would be a great tool to use for student projects. Um, and and as a way for students to demonstrate their understanding of a particular concept, because in, in designing a game, you really have to understand the concept. So I looked at a couple of the games that students had designed there and played them a little bit. One was about the solar system. Uh, I played one that was about solar system. The other one I played was about sustainability. Um, it, it was um, it was a very interesting. That one particularly was a very interesting take on modeling. Um, this idea of sustainability. So basically you were a uh, maybe a dinosaur, I think. I don't remember what my little sprite looked like. I didn't <laughs> focus on that too closely. But um, you were eating plants, and you had to eat enough plants to survive, but if you ate too many too fast, you wouldn't survive until the end of the game. So you had to pace yourself. And then right. it continually got more difficult. Then there was competition in level two, and you and another um, dinosaur or whatever it was are eating the the plants and you had to not eat too many and but eat enough to keep yourself alive and then the third match and this is where I thought okay I'm, I'm spending too much time playing video games and I need to be working <laughs> on something else this was at work um, <laughs> so um, but I, you know had to test it out this might be something we could use in our district um, and so the third one in, in introduced a predator into the situation so not only did you have to eat you had to compete with the other dinosaur but you have to avoid the predator and survive until the end uh, and that's, not that's always helpful. Yeah, it, it was um, it was really cool, and I'm like, wow, a kid made this. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm hoping that maybe we can find some teachers in our district that would want to take that on as um, and and utilize it for student projects. I think it'd be awesome. And it does it does cost, right? I mean, well, there, there's a free the the free version, a free and and paid. Yeah, there's free and a paid version. Um, so, um, the free, I think the free version would definitely work for a lot of the things that we want to do. And the paid version just gives you more options and things like that to work with. Okay. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, next one here, universe sandbox. Now this popped up on my screen through, uh, steam and it's, I, uh, where the heck did it go? Um, it is a universe sandbox is an interactive space simulator for windows based PCs. Uh, unlike most astronomy software that just shows you what the sky looks like, where the planets are, Universe Sandbox is a powerful gravity simulator. You can add another star to our solar system, watch it rip through the planets from their orbit. <laughs> rip the planets from their orbit. Screenshots are awesome. <laughs> the, the, this is really, it's a physics engine of some sort. Uh, you can explore the solar system. You can blow up moons. 
you can line up the planets, you can play zero gravity, play pool in zero gravity, rip Saturn's rings apart. It, it's got view paths of hundreds of asteroids and moons. Uh, you can add a rogue star to a solar system and watch what it does. It is mind-boggling. It, it, this is really, really cool. Anybody that teaches astronomy or physics of any sort, this would be fun just to, to play around with. It would be great visuals for the classroom. Yeah, it's this looks awesome because I had students when I taught Earth science, which um, you know involved an astronomy component, and students would ask me, "Well, what would happen if?" And there were always these "what if" kinds of questions, and this would be great to say, "Well, here, find out." <laughs> yeah, play around with it and see what yeah. happens. Yeah, the is that the video is pretty pretty cool. Um, it, it goes. It even looks like it goes from it goes from like galaxies all the way down to atoms. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw some of the video, and it just it seemed to be breaking things down very to from very large to very small uh, aspects. So yeah, very cool. I'm um, hoping some science teachers can take a look at that and understand what the heck it's doing because I have no idea. <laughs> so uh, now you know the next one is uh, hits close to home here, but you've been paying attention a little, probably a little bit more closely. Um, Civilization World, Lucas. Well. Um, now, I've just been paying attention the last couple of days because the, some of the folks that I play games with are like, hey, have you, have you looked at this? Are you, are you watching it? And, I, you know, I'd heard about it um, recently, and so then I, I went and saw the, vi- the demo video. Um, very excited about this one because um, this is actually a Facebook game that I might actually consider playing and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and jumping into head first. Um, so developed by Sid Meier, who does our um, Civilization games. Um, we are awesome. Oh, yeah. And um, and so this one, basically, I, I suggest people go out and watch the demo video that's online. Um, basically, you, you are participating with up to 200 other players in a that Civilization world. That blows my mind. World. Yeah, that does me too, because, wow, how awesome How do you do that? that? I, you yeah, know, I, I looked at the video, and... and and got glimpses of it, but I think there's a lot more to come. Um, but basically, it looks like you and and other friends are are part of the same civilization. So you're working together, harvesting your crops, and um, you know developing your technologies and things like that, um, and working together to achieve um, you know a, a win state in in that game against all the other people and empires out there. So, um, you know, the, the demo video talks about, you know, you're looking, you are looking at your team's graphs and you're thinking, oh, it looks like we could possibly win a, um, a cultural victory here. So then you petition your other, your fellow players, hey, let's, let's try to win a cultural victory. I think we can do this. And so everybody works together as a team to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of ratings and rankings and statistics and stuff. I, I think it looks awesome. This looks really cool, and uh, and it's all played within the browser. Yeah, so it'll be all browser based. based yeah. on Facebook. Now it's not Civ Five. I mean, it, I'm looking at the screenshots mm-hmm. here. It's it's based off Civ Four, but it does look like it has some additions and modifications to the Civ Four. Mm-hmm. Some of the screenshots almost look like Civ Three, um, but uh, yeah, it's it it's totally looks like Civ Four, but it's browser based. So this one aspect is that. Okay, I don't have to load the game, but then how many school districts allow Facebook? So yeah. you're just like, 
How in the world do you get around something like that? Oh, that um, might be my next goal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you play World of Warcraft. You know how hard it would it be to add Facebook? Facebook's Could you create generic accounts? Different. Well, you know that's yeah, student that's accounts, possible. and then you just log them in, and the kids don't see. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be somebody's got to have a way to get around this. <laughs> there's got to be a way. So hold it. There's a picture of this guy. Oh, it's Civ 2. I don't know what is going on there. He's on an airplane. Playing Civilization. I don't know what's going on here. But it's uh this looks like it could be big. How to get it into the classroom, I have no stinking idea. No idea. But it looks like it could be fun for all my friends. Oh yeah. And it's got hundred and fifty seven thousand people that are well, following it on Facebook. So it looks like there'll be there'll be people there to play with. Uh, uh you think? <laughs> it's an it's an alpha. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and so it's not out there so yet. So it's an alpha, and it's at 157,000 followers. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, glitch. Like, oh, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and you know, one of my other contacts on um, Twitter, Aaron Smith, who's a, a teacher out of Maryland, um, has, is following it very closely, too. And he and I were kind of chatting back and forth on Twitter about, like, how in the world can we get this into the schools as well and, and how <laughs> epic it would be to have one school pitted against another school pitted against another school. Oh, my goodness. Like can you imagine how cool that would be? And, and of course, all the learning that would take place too, right? Wow. <laughs> now, fa- now what? you know what? Maybe Facebook needs to um, figure out a way to get student accounts. Uh, yeah. You know, because I, I don't know if our policies and, and, and procedures and guidelines are going to catch up. I don't know if they can. So... I, I, you know, they're <laughs> big much. enough. They got they got enough smart folks there. Why yeah. can't they figure that one out? Why can't we get? Uh, man, I'm sure they would love to have that too. Yeah. So, oh, d- little side story on Facebook. Did you see the stories about? Because um, you're supposed to be 13, right? At least 13 to be on Facebook. Right. 13 and They're old. talking about was it seven seven and a half million or something like that? Seven and a half million uh, uh, users of Facebook are underage. <laughs> Is that surprising? Uh, that's not, at, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, and that, that conversation sure emerged. I, I'm um, probably botching that, but yeah, I think that was the United States, seven and a half million. Uh, I believe it was. Um, gosh, he was. The, it was at there was a conference that went on this week called In Play, um, based out of um, Canada, and it was about a it was a play and games conference, an education conference, and uh, um, that that conversation emerged a little bit there. You know that about the 13 year old um limit you know that's part of the terms of service you know like, oh yeah. don't, don't tell the kids because <laughs> they're all there <laughs> they're all there they're all there and then G- isn't google gmail isn't that 16 i that's don't all- know if it's 16 i i've uh, but if you have google education if you have google education i think it's a little different but i thought it was i thought it was harder than than facebook i don't know like I said, we're throwing things out there, and people just no. What the heck are you talking about? Um, I thought it was harder though. But okay, next one, glitch. Glitch, yeah. So uh, glitch is um, is a very interesting little game. Um, it's a massively multiplayer online game um, developed by the guys who developed Flickr. Um, so it's very, for lack of better terms, artsy. Um, it's a side-scrolling MMO, so it's like you know, sort of like your Super Mario World type mm-hmm. side-scrolling platform. Um, very heavy emphasis on um, the social play and uh, working together to achieve greater goals. Um, having to work and communicate with other players. Uh, I've been in the beta 
and uh, have played around with it. Really neat. Um, just a cool concept. Um, and um, just a lot of fun to play. I, I, I'm not sure where it's, you know, where they're gonna, the developers are gonna take it, and uh, I, I have the feeling it's gonna be a game that will be free to play, but will will monetize itself through microtransactions, and you know, you're basically buying the virtual currency to get freemium. Cos- yeah, you know, cosmetic upgrades and things like that for your for your little avatar and all. But uh, really cool little game. Uh, I the I've enjoyed the beta so far, so I'm looking Very forward cool. to. Yeah, it, I don't it even goes. know. I'm looking at the artwork. It's 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 different. It's beautiful. It, it really is a, it's a very beautiful game. It's pretty. Um, mm-hmm. It's pretty. It sure is. It's pretty. Okay, Siftios. Now, I, I I don't know if I saw this at Ice, which is the Illinois Computer Educators, or if it was. Um, uh, there's one down in in Springfield in Central Illinois that uh, is it IETC. Uh, Illinois Educators Technology Conference, whatever it is, but uh, one of the gentlemen there, I think it was down in Springfield, he was talking. This is one of the things he was talking about was Siftio. So what what is Siftio? So Siftio's um, from based off what I've seen, and I haven't had a hands on yet, and I, I'm dying to get one. And I know some folks in in North Carolina, some other educators that I've um, that I that I stay in contact with and they have used these and actually bought some and got them in the classroom so I need to find out and follow up see Is how it, they're are they used. able to be sold yeah oh, uh, yeah mm-hmm. yeah okay. I, I think so or at least you can pre-order uh, okay let me see I'm looking at their website um, mid to late 2011 purchased directly through the website okay uh, yeah so I, I'm not sure that anyone's gotten their hands on them yet I, I'm not sure but um, basically they're they're little blocks Um but each one of them is essentially a, its own little computer, and they have a little screen, and they are they're self-aware, aware of each other and proximity and orientation and all that sort of thing. So there, there are lots of games and things that you can do with them, and little puzzle games and such. You folks really need to go out and look at the videos um, to see how they work. They were demoed at TED. Um, yeah, there's a great a video back. on TED. Yeah, and TED. you just look at the potential for, especially, I really, my first connection is the um, elementary classroom. Um, so, you know, letter games, um, numeracy, and things like that, and just um, kind of in a playful sort of way, giving kids opportunity to work yeah. with te- a technology that's really cool, but it's very hands-on, very tactile kind of um, manipulation of that. So it's a it's a really cool looking thing. I'm I'm following it very closely on. Uh, looks like there was some early release. So okay. so maybe that's where that came from. The um, one of them is like spelling. So you can have uh, you can have it come up with words. It'd be like a oh what's the uh, not scrab uh, what is it called? Is it scrabble? Yeah, you're just kind of, you know, shuffling the letters yeah. around to create different words. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, one of them was you're creating different colors, so you might have three different cubes, and they might be uh, two of them might be yellow and blue, and you kind of you, it almost looks like you could pour it into the mm-hmm. other cube. You add a little y- yellow, and then add a little blue in there, and of course you get green. So you can pour it out, pour it in. Uh, yeah, you really do need to see the video. It's 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 quite interesting. There was one other video that uh, they this kid was creating like a uh, cartoon uh creating a story and having it uh go onto a larger screen mm-hmm. like a tv screen and he w- had a dog and a cat 
and he'd move the cubes in and out, and they would move in and out off the screen. Yeah, it's just fascinating to watch. It was the, it's very, very cool. unique. Yes, yes. Okay, next one. Uh, this is a game I don't think that probably would be played in school. <laughs> I don't see how it would. Maybe. But uh, you never know. Uh, Dungeon Siege 3. Now, if there are uh, Diablo fans out there, this is – it's very uh, – it totally looks like Di- uh, a Diablo game. And uh, one of the cool parts of it is co-op, which I've been really into co-op because one of my best friends, we play co-op games. We're playing Portal 2, which is a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, it hasn't been too much yelling at each other, like, why'd you do that, you know, <laughs> make that move. Uh, Borderlands, did you ever play Borderlands? No, but I saw it. A used copy of that at GameStop, and it was pretty cheap. And I've got some uh, colleagues and, and former students who are playing it, so I thought it's about fun. picking it up. It is a lot of fun. Uh, but the co-op game, um, Call of Duty, um, you know, the co-op mm-hmm. uh, in that, the, its own scenarios and stuff, That those are a lot of fun. So the co-op seems to be coming becoming pretty big and this has co-op in it also so it's diablo it's 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 an rpg it's a you know slash and destroy type of thing it has a storyline but the graphics in it look really really cool so it's getting a lot of good press and those of you that like rpgs and can't wait for diablo 3 to come out because who knows when that will happen Uh, dungeon siege 3 is coming out and that looks really good the next one is a game that, uh, Lucas, I think this could be a possibility for another game into the classroom because as you use World of Warcraft uh, in the classroom, uh, this is another one I think could be there. And it's Star Wars, uh, you know, The Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And it's LucasArts. They're creating an MMO. And it's LucasArts and BioWare. So BioWare makes you feel more comfortable uh, in creating a, a, a game, and uh, it's a great company, but this is kind of the, uh, it's the backstory. It's you know it's mm-hmm. it's the old republic, and those Star Wars fans out there, but it's an MMO that looks like it could be really, really good. Yeah, Wait, have you heard much about it? Well, I've just been following some of the developer videos. Um, I, I've you know. I've, the other people that I game with have followed a lot closer than I have, and, and I get to hear a lot about it. Um, but, yeah, some of the developer videos um, look really cool. They're incorporating some interesting um, gameplay elements into it. The graphics look great. And, and I think it's set in a time period in, in the Star Wars mythos or, or whatever um, that will be really good as far as you know, as a place to play. See, I played Star Wars Galaxies uh, when it Did came you? out. Okay. Yeah, and it just, um, yeah. <laughs> now, is that is that the original, mm-hmm. like Star Wars from the original uh, trilogy? Yeah. So it took place in, the, in during the tr- the time that of as far as the storyline goes of the trilogy. Okay. So so you're playing in in that setting, um, and initially and is... it was a lot of fun, but but then you know, there were some game mechanic issues and uh yeah. and that sort of thing it just kind of like killed it very quickly so this is this is thousands of years before that mm-hmm. if i'm if, if i'm remembering that cor- uh, correctly but it's yeah the knights of the old republic which is a great rpg um you can get that really cheap now uh so it's kind of an older 
older part of the storyline, but it, it's one that I think we need, really need to keep an eye on for the Star Wars, especially Star Wars universe. It's got a lot of recognition and it's well known. Um, but I'm seeing they already have stuff on here about guilds starting to create your own guilds. Mm-hmm. So that's something I know, which is a part that you use within World of Warcraft. Yeah, it's a huge fun because you you want to you know playing with other players is huge and finding like-minded players to play with is um, is really important um, you know to being successful in a game. You've got to play with other people. Well, and the last one uh, as we're winding down here. Um, the last one is one that I've talked about before. Uh, it's Bastion, and it looks like in June, maybe July, Xbox Live will come out with the game Bastion, and then later on the PC version. It's an RPG. It's, it's uh, The goal of the game is to construct a safe haven in the wake of a calamity. Uh, cataclysm- <laughs> I knew I was going to botch that. <laughs> cataclysmic event that shattered the world into a series of floating islands as players journey in the wild unknown in search of survivors and supplies. They confront strange beasts, forge an array of customizable weapons. It's it's a beautiful-looking game, and it's getting a lot of, of great press, and uh, so much so that uh, the developers, they started out very small, and they're just it's growing rapidly, which hopefully won't turn it out bad, but I've emailed them. And talk to them about the possibility of, of using this in the classroom setting. And they hadn't even thought about it. But it seems to be a builder uh, you're constructing. And uh, you're rebuilding the world that's been destroyed. But it's also an RPG. And it's 10+. Uh, uh, it's a 10-plus rating game, um, you know, age-wise. So that fits, you know, junior high. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. So it, it's... It's beautiful. It is. I mean, you saw some of the pictures. Yeah, it looks there. great. Um it's, very artistic, neat colors and stuff. Um, so it's definitely on my radar now. Yep, it's uh, looks pretty cool. So I'm hoping once that comes out, I play it a little bit. And they said contact us, please contact us after that. We'll be glad to come on and on, onto the show and, and talk about it. So, well, I'm winding down. I'm yeah. fade, I'm fading <laughs> here. So, um, anything else you want to add, Lucas? Um, no, I'm I'm excited and, and I definitely got some games that I, I'm going to start following uh, based off of this list that that I had not, especially Bastion. I I'm excited about that. It looks awesome. it looks it looks really yeah. really cool. So okay, well thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer podcast. Please follow us on EdReach.us and follow also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach network. Have a great week. Good night. Good night.